Hello, fans, and welcome to episode 42 of the Atlanta Gladiators podcast. We're coming to you a day late here on Wednesday, November 16th. Mike Fulton with you, the Director of Broadcasting and Communications here for the Gladiators. And today, we have on rookie defenseman Noah Lowen. Great talk with Noah. Get to chat about uh, his path so far up through juniors, up through camp with Arizona and Tucson, and now here and him getting his first professional action with the Gladiators. The Glads, as we sit right now here on the 16th, are 5-3-0, and coming off a big overtime win last Sunday at home against the Savannah Ghost Pirates. That was an incredible day, the biggest day attendance-wise of the season thus far. We had over 7,200 fans in attendance uh, to help celebrate our former captain, Derek Nesbitt, and his number retirement. Nezzy's number 17 going to hang next to Cam Brown's number 44, and Andy Brandt's number 41 up in the rafters at Gas South Arena. So we got to honor him during the first intermission. It was a really cool ceremony. Nessie got a little little teary-eyed up there. Um, an emotional day for him, no doubt. An emotional day for the organization. And that big overtime win, again, against the new in-state rival, the Savannah Ghost Pirates. Sangoon Sheen gets the OT winner off a beautiful pass from Derek Topadage. And so it was a fun Sunday all around. We're recording this Wednesday, like we said, ahead of the uh, Wednesday matchup with the Florida Everblades. It's a three-game series between Atlanta and Florida this week. A game on Wednesday, a game on Friday, and a game on Saturday. This series last year was plenty testy. 5-7-1 and one was Atlanta, Atlanta's record against the Gladiators, or against the Everblades, beg your pardon, last season. So the Glads were a couple games below 500 against Florida. Remember, a Florida team that... Uh, won the Kelly Cup champion last season. Right now, Florida leads the South Division uh, with 13 points on the year thus far. They have been without one of their leading offensive players, Robert Carpenter, for the last couple of games. We don't know if he's going to be in action here uh, on Wednesday against the Gladiators, but uh, being without him is a big blow to them significantly for Florida. We saw Carpenter and the Everblades back on opening weekend. Atlanta won the first matchup on opening night that Friday, the 21st of October, and then Florida came back with a 4-2 win the next night, uh, or a 5-3 win, I should say, the next night uh, against the Gladiators. And so uh, the two clubs split those two games on Atlanta's opening weekend, uh, but no doubt we saw some of the skill that Florida's bringing back from their uh, high-powered offense a year ago. They have Cam Johnson, Evan Fitzpatrick in net. It's going to be a real tough test, especially with those two net minders, both of whom have a 9-2-6 save percentage thus far through the first handful of games this season. Glads have a bunch of home games coming up after this week as well. During Thanksgiving week, the Glads are going to play on Thanksgiving and then on Black Friday and then on that Saturday as well. The team just announced that that Thanksgiving game, there's going to be a special ticket deal, a buy one, get one ticket offer, uh, teaming up with Streetwise. If you bring a canned uh, canned food item or canned good or a hygiene item and donate that out front, uh, you can cash in on that buy one, get one deal uh, at the box office as well. So definitely make sure you stop on by after you load up on uh, the turkey, the mashed potatoes, the gravy, all that stuff. Head on over to uh, Gas South Arena with your canned goods um, as we're teaming up with Streetwide or Streetwise to uh, do some good in the community and also uh, provide some, some fun and some value to you fans with that buy one, get one deal as well. 
And then, like we said, the, the Glads will play on Black Friday as well. That Saturday game, so that's Saturday, November 26th, the two days after Thanksgiving, that's going to be Flintstones night at Cast South Arena. We're going to have special Fred Flintstones jerseys that the guys will be wearing out on the ice. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the team also just made a social media post about the mesh replica jerseys that will be sold for just 10 bucks on December 10th coming up. So that's going to be a fun night. It sure was last year. Uh, the mesh replicas, if you haven't seen them, they look just like the Gladiators' third jerseys that the team will be breaking out here soon. And then December 16th, of course, is Believe in Blue Land night, Thrasher's night. You're not going to want to miss that one. Tickets have been flying off the shelf uh, for that Thrasher's Night. That's coming up on Friday, December 16th. Let's get to our Coyotes Corner where we break down what's going on with the NHL and AHL affiliates of the Gladiators, the Arizona Coyotes up in the show, and then the Tucson Roadrunners at the AAA level in the American Hockey League. Right now, the Arizona Coyotes, 6-8-1 at second to last in the Central Division right now. They are on the road tomorrow against the Vegas Golden Knights. That game starts at 10 o'clock Eastern time. A new arena being built in Tempe, or talked about being built in Tempe. And so if you haven't been following up on that news and what's going on with um, the Tempe Development Review Commission, uh, I'm going to read an excerpt from Elliot Polakoff's article on azfamily.com because there's a lot of big developments coming with uh, the team in Arizona that's currently the Gladiators NHL affiliate. So here's that excerpt. The Tempe Development Review Commission held a special meeting uh, yesterday evening, so Tuesday evening the 15th, to discuss changes from the Arizona Coyotes in their pursuit to build a new entertainment district near Tempe Town Lake. The commission voted unanimously to approve zoning changes that proposed uh, proposed by the Coyotes with the key one switching a majority of the proposed district site from commercial zoning to mixed use. Uh, quote, it's the perfect location with respect to the valley itself to serve the valley. End quote. Uh, Coyote's attorney Nick Wood commented as Wood laid out proposed plans for the Coyotes' new $2.1 billion entertainment district. He mentioned everything from shared parking options with nearby businesses to where arena living spaces and other amenities will be located. So that was an excerpt from, again, Elliot Polakov's article on azfamily.com. Big stuff coming up with the Coyotes here down the stretch as they look to um, invest and continue to invest in uh, the Tempe market uh, as a place to build their NHL franchise beyond what it already is. Of course, the Coyotes playing in Mullet Arena where Arizona State plays Division One hockey at the uh, collegiate level right now. They can only hold about 5,500. They want to eventually, obviously, uh, build a new NHL arena in downtown Tempe. But uh, moving on from that, getting more to the team side, Clayton Keller has been really good for the Coyotes recently. Seven points in his last five games for the former first-round pick. Matias Michelli has been outstanding. Uh, a rookie with 10 points. He leads all NHL rookies with those 10 points and with his nine assists. He has done a lot of work on the power play for the Coyotes, uh, and he has really uh, shown some some great play and great playmaking ability uh, since he was picked in the fourth round a few years ago by Arizona. Uh, down to Tucson at the AAA level, the Roadrunners were 0-1-1 last week. They lost twice to Coachella Valley 
Then they lost last night on Tuesday, 7-1 to to the Henderson Silver Knights. So a forgettable Tuesday game for the Roadrunners. Michael Carcone continues to lead Tucson with 14 points. Ivan Prosvatov in net has been outstanding for Tucson. A 1-8-0 goals against, a 9-4-5 save percentage. Right now it's just Prosvatov and John Gillies. Those are the two goaltenders that Tucson has on their roster Gillies, his numbers are not great here to start the year. A 405 goals against and an 859 save percentage. Now, the thing about Gillies, he is on an NHL deal. He signed a one year, $750,000 contract with the Coyotes during the offseason. And so teams don't typically like to move those NHL contracted guys any further south than uh, their the, AAA affiliate. And so in this case, Tucson, that's really unfortunate for guys like. Tyler Parks and David Tendek, who are turning in good performances here with the Gladiators and are trying to play themselves into a spot up in Tucson. But right now, it's Prosvitov and Gillies who are holding it down for the Roadrunners. Tucson is 6-3-1 on the season, and they are fifth in the Pacific Division. Let's get to Noah Lowen and our interview with the rookie defenseman out of Halifax, Nova Scotia. But real quick, a word from FanCave. If you're hitting the road for a GLADS game, get your tickets and avoid the service fees with the Gladiators' official ticket resale partner, FanCave Tickets. With one simple delivery fee per order of $10, FanCave offers the cheapest access to resale tickets for most GLADS road games, including the nearby Greenville Swamp Rabbits and Atlanta's new in-state rival, the Savannah Ghost Pirates. Visit FanCaveTickets.com to get your tickets today and use promo code PODCAST to save $20 on your order. That's fancavetickets.com, your number one source for GLAD's road game tickets. And now we're pleased to welcome on the show rookie defenseman Noah Lowen. Noah, thanks for joining us here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, what's the weirdest way that someone's pronounced your last name? <laughs> um, well, when I was in camp in Arizona, a couple of the boys uh, thought there was a Q in there. So uh, my nickname kind of became Quanner when I was there. Uh, so <laughs> Uh, Laquan, I think, might be up there for sure, considering there's no Q in the name, but uh, uh, I've heard all kinds of different pronunciations. Uh, that's great. Well, how's the start to your season here in Atlanta been? Uh, it's been awesome. Uh, I've really enjoyed it, honestly. Um, you know, the group of guys that are in the locker room and the staff, they've been awesome so far. Uh, you know, it's my first taste of pro hockey, but everybody's been super welcoming. Um, like I said, I get along well with everyone. Everyone in the room gets along well with each other, which is awesome. Uh, and then Pyler has been awesome. It's been cool to pick Nessie's brain as well having him around as an assistant coach and then uh, Alec and Benny have been awesome as well yeah. so it's been really good I'm a little curious what it's like working with uh, with Nessie I mean we're recording this before we retire his number coming up here on Sunday and so uh, it's going to be you know kind of an interesting day for you guys a ceremony going on you know in the first intermission stuff like that I know for Nezzy and some of the older guys, there's going to be a lot of emotions. Obviously, you know, this is your first year here. So what's it like? What's it been like working with Nezzy as a coach? Because I know he, he's just came from the playing ranks. Yeah, no, I, I think it's kind of funny because I think back to last year watching the uh, Spitting Chicklets little thing that uh, they did on Nezzy about his thousandth game. And, uh, you know, at the time, I had no idea really him as a, who he was as a person. I've obviously yeah. heard of him as a player, but coming in now and seeing him at the rink, um, you know, he's been awesome. He, you know, he still interacts with the boys like he is one of the players in yeah. a sense. And on the ice, he's getting involved in drills and all that kind of thing. Uh, but I think it'll be special. I, th- I know he had a big impact on the 
hockey around this area you know he's been here for a while played for Pilar for a while and a lot of the guys last year so uh you know I, I'm excited to be a part of something like that and uh, I think it'll be a very special day obviously for him but for everybody speaking of somebody who's not afraid to jump into drills in practice anybody who's come to a glads practice knows that uh Jeff Pyle's not afraid <laughs> to jump in there as well does he ever surprise you uh buzzing around kind of in the middle of a drill yeah I think uh at first when I first got here you know he was right in the middle of things playing defense all, the, all these things uh not afraid to get in you know, with the shot lane sometimes, maybe inadvertently at times, but uh, at first it definitely caught me off guard a bit, but you kind of get used to it. And uh, I mean, he holds his own at times, so it's, yeah. uh, it's nice to see for sure. You scored your first goal uh, just a couple games in back on October 30th down Orlando. Beautiful shorthanded goal. Do you remember the play? Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, it was a special moment. Uh, you know, first goal at any level is kind of, you know, it was obviously big and you remember them. Uh, pro is a different, uh, you know, kind of a different beast too. So, uh, you know, I just kind of got lucky, blocked a shot, puck came back to me, was able to... Uh, self-chip it to myself and then we had an odd man break and I kind of just looked up saw the short side open let it fly and found its way into the back of the you, net you took it down from what I want to say from all the way from our own zone down the ice pretty much like yeah. at what point were you like oh this is going to be a scoring chance uh, well I once I got per- past that first guy uh, the linesman actually <laughs> was telling me I had some time which was kind of <laughs> funny so I looked up and uh, I saw Kylie um, on the weak side and I was like oh two on one here and then uh, you know Pilar's kind of been on us a lot to shoot the puck uh, all the time so I was like was it didn't want to force something shorthanded like I said saw an open yeah. side I uh, got the shot off and it found its way into the back of got the net. some help from the lining huh <laughs> is he just telling you that so you know you're not going to get hit is that a safety thing or, or what what goes into that uh I don't know honestly uh probably a little bit of that for sure uh making sure I don't get my head taken off in right. case there's somebody I don't see uh you know and he was right on top of me as well so probably trying to direct me a little bit so I don't run into him you know obviously the linesmen and refs are trying to they're obviously part of the you know area play but they try to get out of the way as much as possible too so well you've been paired up with Bodie Wild uh here to start the season um looks like you guys have kind of a good dynamic back there what's it like playing with him yeah it's been really awesome obviously Bodie's got a lot of skill um you know he's a really good hockey player Uh, I think we fed off each other pretty well uh I think we both pretty mobile we can move the puck um so you know we've been using each other well and uh you know being creative and all that kind of thing and pilot's given us a lot of freedom to you know play our style of games and you know within the system and uh you know um it's been really awesome uh, since he's put us together like i said we've fed off each other really well uh we've had some good uh chemistry so uh yeah it's been good have you ever played on a defense court with so many righties uh no this is my first time <laughs> honestly and it's wild because uh even like growing up all the way through it's always been the opposite it yeah. seems like there's been more lefties than righties and we got here and I think, i'm not special anymore no. <laughs> <laughs> well i think davy's the only lefty on yeah. the decor right and we got eight defense here really so uh yeah i haven't really um been a part of it and something like that but uh, yeah we talked to your roommate reese vitelli the other week uh, he's had a great start to, to his pro career here in Atlanta as well. Uh, what's his worst quality as a roommate? <laughs> uh, I don't I don't think I want to throw anybody on the bus. Uh. <laughs> no, uh, I think, I mean, both of us, it's been our first time yeah. living away from home and kind of living on our own. So it's definitely been an adjustment, I think, for both of us kind of getting used to, uh, um, you know, cooking for ourselves and all yeah. that kind of thing, right? What are you, what are you cooking up? Uh, I'm... I got all kinds of things. I got a couple okay. of recipes I like to. Okay. Sometimes it's just a. Uh, so you're not just ordering takeout all the no, time. No, 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 no. I I enjoy cooking. Uh, so you know, every once in a while I 
um, you know, cook something random up, but you know, all kinds of different things. Uh, um, rice bowls. I mean, the other night I made some ground turkey burritos, which oh, were good. Okay. Uh, I made some shrimp rice noodle uh, thing the other night too. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, you I, share with him, or is he just? Uh, is he kind of? I think mooching I've, off you. To be honest with you, maybe this will be his worst quality, but he does eat a lot of food. And okay. uh, the first couple weeks we were here, we were kind of splitting the groceries. Yeah. And after those first couple weeks, I was kind of like, I feel like I'm not getting my fair share of food here. <laughs> like, the food's disappearing out of the cupboard. And uh, so I was like, you know what? Just for money purposes and all that stuff, too, it makes yeah. it a little bit easier. So we have our own kind of, obvi- we share the essentials, obviously, oh, the condiments yeah. and that stuff. But uh, we've kind of, Focus, we've kind of gone our separate ways in terms of meals at times. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll do the occasional meal together, but yeah. Well, you've had time to cook recently. I mean, we it's kind of weird scheduling-wise, at least in the ECHL. You guys had the kind of an, a bye week after the opening weekend, and then here as we're recording this week, you have the game in Orlando get postponed due to weather down there in Central Florida. What are you guys doing besides cooking in the off time? Yeah. Um, well, luckily, we can still golf around this time of year oh, okay. here. So uh, we've played a couple of rounds of golf, which has been enjoyable. Uh, a lot of the guys have been – the new Call of Duty just came out, so that's kind of been uh, okay. a big hit. Who are you jumping online with? Uh, recently, Bodie has been okay. on a bit. Reese, we finally convinced him to get the game. The Thrower Brothers got it. Uh, so we got a nice little squad going for okay, us. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, video games, watching lots of sports. I probably could tell you a lot of stats from a lot of sports <laughs> right now. Um, yeah. And gives us, like I said, like you said, gives us lots of time to cook meals and try to do things. Mm-hmm. So it's been good. Well, to start the season, you guys who are on AHL deals, do you have contract with or contact with Tucson? Are they kind of giving you feedback? What does that look like from your perspective? Or do they just kind of want you guys to develop on your own until, you know, you're ready to make that jump to the next level? Yeah, I think um, they kind of just want us to develop on our own in a sense. I think they obviously have a lot of trust in Piler. Piler's, yeah. you know, been the coach here for, what, 20 years or something like that. So uh, he obviously has a very good reputation, and it's warranted. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think they have a lot of trust in him and, uh, you know, being here, we've been able to get lots of, you know, play lots and develop our game. At, you know, this is obviously it's our first taste of pro hockey, so uh, it's been really awesome, I think, for, you know, all of us that are first years and, yeah. you know, young guys. But, uh, yeah, just developing, working on your game down here, uh, you know, continuing to get better every day. But, like I said, I think Piler's got a lot of – they got a lot of faith in Piler, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's done doing well, an awesome job. What are some of the things specifically for you that you're working on? right now in your game? I think the biggest adjustment, obviously, and you say it every time you move up a level, is just the pace of play. Um, you know, obviously, guys are older, some guys faster, stronger, right? Um, so, you know, making plays at the next level kind of thing has been big. Um, that's one thing I've really focused on. Um, and I've always, you know, I didn't... Obviously, you have to change your game in a certain way, but also you don't want to change it too much. It's gotten to yeah. a certain point, right, uh, already. So, um, you know, I'm not trying to reinvent what type of player I am. I'm, uh, you know, obviously there's things you need to tweak because it's a different level of hockey, right? It's a level above what you, you've been playing for the last what, five years. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've just been, you know, trying to fine-tune, tweak, and, you know, advance, you know, the player I already am. And mm-hmm. uh, I think, you know, starting from, you know, catching up or, you know, adjusting to the pace of play, moving pucks quick, uh, getting, 
you know, simple plays out of the defensive zone, all yeah. that kind of thing. Take care of defense first, and then, you know, that'll lead to offense. Well, we know you take care of defense first because you won the best defensive defenseman trophy two years in a row back in the queue. Your last two years, don't they try to spread those trophies out? I mean, how, how did that happen? It's actually kind of funny because me and my D partner um, won. I won defensive defenseman year two years in a row, and he won defenseman of the year two years in a row. And uh, Lucas Cormier is his name. He's playing in Henderson right now with uh, Vegas as AHL team. But we play, we've played together for the past four years up until this year. Uh, so we had a lot of chemistry together. And I think a little bit of it, uh, you know, not to diminish anything, but the first year, I think, with COVID, we kind of mm-hmm. got lucky in a sense because we definitely are kind of – the eastern part of Canada got to play a little bit more sure, um, hockey sure. than other players in the league. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, following it up the next year and both of us winning the awards again yeah. kind of slipped. That was no it. doubt, yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was obviously really special. Uh, we had a lot of really special teams, a lot of really special players and guys that kind of came through that locker room in the four years that I was there. Uh, so, obviously, winning that trophy isn't just – about myself, but a lot of guys around me as well. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you had a really successful uh, last year in the queue. You mentioned those four years with the Charlottetown Islanders. What what was that run last year like? You guys man, made it all the way to the finals, came up a little bit short. Was that team just loaded, or did you have good chemistry? Or what was the, the story there with that group? Honestly, I, th- I think it was a little bit of both. Um, we obviously had a lot of guys who had a lot of talent. Um, you know, we got... Um, Simino, Trudeau are both in Laval playing the AHL. Patty Gay scored 50 goals last year. He's playing in Savannah mm-hmm. uh, now. Obviously, Lucas Cormier. Did you get a piece of him on Sunday at all? <laughs> that first Sunday when uh, Atlanta played Savannah? Yeah, I tried to. He might have gotten the better of me on that one. But uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, our captain, Brett Budgel, uh, he's playing uh, back home in Newfoundland actually with the Growlers right now, uh, signed an A deal with uh, the Marlies. But um, I think it was a little bit of both. We had a lot of talent. We had really good chemistry uh we had a really awesome coach uh you know he Jim Holton there in my opinion is one of the best coaches in junior hockey if not the best um uh you know he's he was really awesome I I grew so much under him the four years I was there and uh, I really think he knows how to you know take control and coach a hockey team and I think it's uh you know kind of been shown this year where we had a big in Charlottetown they had a big turnover of guys and uh you know a lot of people counted them out and uh, you know, there's been some guys there, you know, returning players that have really stepped up, I think. But, uh, you know, with a lot of new faces there and uh, they're doing a, much better than I think a lot of people expected them to. And I think that attests not only to Jim, but uh, Geesh and uh, Kevin, uh, yeah. the two assistant coaches there. Um, yeah. And so the whole staff there, uh, top of the top class. Uh, it was really awesome. Yeah. Well, going back to kind of you and one of those defensive defenseman awards and all that stuff, I mean, still put up 60 points, 68 games. Like It's not like you weren't producing offensively, but are you hyper-focused or were you hyper-focused on your own zone, I guess, in those last couple years in juniors? Or, or what was your mentality? Because clearly something was working for you that, that led to that league recognition two years in a row. Yeah, I think, you know, like I said and you said, uh, focus on defense first and the offense will come. Yeah. Uh, if you're solid defensively, um, you know, you're obviously not going to get scored on. I mean, obviously, sometimes it happens, but mm-hmm. the more solid you are defensively, the less time you're going to take in your own end, play in your own end, and the more chances you'll get uh, in the offensive end, right? So um, I think a lot of it is was not only just us 
me personally or my yeah. D partner, but uh, you know, decor and as a whole, forwards, all that kind of thing. It's a team effort, but um, yeah, just kind of focus on taking care of defense first. Offense came, you know, when you take care of defense, you can take chances offensively yeah. and. Yeah. Who are the coaches or mentors or anybody in your circle that I guess had the most influence on you and kind of instilled that uh, in your own zone? Was that something that happened in, in juniors or was that before then? Um, I think it kind of started at a young age, honestly. It's kind of mm-hmm. funny, but uh, before I want to say novice, uh, before I even have positions, really, uh, I kind of had a tendency, I guess, in my parents tell me the story but uh i would always stay back and you know a lot of kids would <laughs> you were always go, doing it as a kid oh yeah a lot of kids would want to go up and score goals and me i'd just stay back and try and prevent goals right so um i think it just started from a young age and as a defenseman growing up i think that was one thing i really focused on and um you know I, my dad's had a big influence on my hockey career he's big into hockey he's uh, scouting with the washington capitals now um after he scouted for multiple years for teams in the queue um but yeah i think it's just been kind of something that's been ingrained in me since uh, i was little it, just a habit even and it's kind of continued and that over the years i've kind of been able to implement some offense into my game too yeah well four points through seven games with the gladiators so far so you're producing at the pro level as well but how do you feel like the defensive part of your game which was a success in juniors has translated so far to pro hockey so far i've been happy with it i think Obviously, like I said earlier, the pace of play is up. So, you know, sometimes you you might get caught a little bit or, you know, the speed's a little bit faster. But uh, so far, I've been happy with the the way I've def- been able to defend and against this at this level, sorry. And uh, um, just I think the biggest key is keeping your feet moving all the time. That's one thing I've always kind of focused on is, you know, the quicker you can close plays, the more you move your feet, the more mobile you are, the easier it is to defend, uh, especially against, you know, faster players and all that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, so far I've been happy with it. Um, obviously, it's been a little bit of a new system coming here and all that stuff. Uh, but I feel like I've adjusted well to it. And um, so far, you know, obviously there's still steps to be made, but uh, mm-hmm. I've been happy so far. Yeah. You're a Halifax guy. I am, yes. Uh, I mean, a lot of NHL guys have come out of, you know, that part of your country. And uh, notably, you know, guys like Nate McKinnon, Sidney Crosby from the, the Cole Harbor area. Uh, when they're showing, like, these parades and stuff like that on, on TSN and what have you, are you recognizing the, the streets and stuff like that, that, that these parades are taking place on? Or? Yeah, no, that's uh, my hometown. So I've been, I've been there ever since I want to say five years old. I, I mean, I grew up basically since I've been born, but I grew up the first five years in Dartmouth, which is just across the bridge, but I moved to Halifax when I was probably about five years old. But yeah, uh, obviously there's a lot of special players from Halifax, and I've been lucky enough uh, this summer uh, to actually skate and uh, train with them all summer, basically, or at least the last month and a half that I was home. Uh, they always, they're always home, and they have a really good skate, so I was lucky enough to get out with them and train with them on the ice for the last month before camp. So uh, obviously they're really special players. You yeah. look at, uh, but I think, uh, you know, obviously Crosby, McKinnon, Drake Batherson's another one in Ottawa. Um, the the Barron brothers, Morgan's in Winnipeg. Justin's playing in the AHL in Laval. Uh, another guy, Shane Bowers, just got called up today to Colorado. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of guys that, um, you know, have, you know, jump to the next level and become mm-hmm. big stars in the NHL. 
Now, is that a pretty tight-knit group of the players that are coming out of there? Like, you mentioned the skate with everybody. Like, is that something that you get invited to, or, or how does that work? Yeah, it's more so an invitation kind of thing. Uh, there definitely is a little bit of changeover throughout the summer, I think, as guy, you know, there's the European players go back to Europe a little bit earlier than North American players start up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, obviously they have their core group of, you know, the, the NHL guys, right, the stars kind of thing, and uh, the other guys. Over time, it does kind of filter and it is an invitation kind of thing so um like i said i was lucky enough to get out there and i think it's just you know competing with those guys in the summer is super super special and uh you know seeing that level of play is incredible to watch right and Mm -hmm. being able to play against it only i think is going to do good things for yourself you mentioned your dad's a scout with the capitals is your family are they still all up in halifax then or yeah no all my family's in halifax Uh, my mom's a lawyer she's in halifax and then my dad's uh he's still in the military as well so i think this, this is his third year with washington now um so he does travel a little bit on weekends but it's a little bit easier for him now that my sister uh, he's gone to school at Queen's University, which is in Kingston, Ontario. And uh, But everybody's still, my mom and dad both live in Halifax still. We're recording this on November 10th right now. What's the weather like in Halifax, Nova Scotia? Because it's about 65 here in Atlanta right now. <sighs> to be honest with you, I still haven't adjusted to the Fahrenheit versus Celsius. Okay, okay. Sorry. So, Give us the Celsius. We'll do the calculations later. Um, I can do them right now, actually. Yeah. I want to say my mom said something about it being three degrees, or my girlfriend said something about it being three degrees the other day. Um, three degrees. Okay. Um, that's 37 and a half degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. So it's pretty chilly over there. Um, I, like, Are there bad winds, like coming off the water and stuff like that, or... Honestly, it's not, it does get windy at times, but it it just, the air cools down, especially this time of year. Like they have had some days where, um, it's been like high teens, low twenties for them, which is fairly warm, especially for this time of the year. Uh, but it's been weird for me being here because I walk outside every day and I can still wear like shorts some days. Yeah. Welcome to the South Division. Exactly. It's great, right? Yeah. So, uh, that's been that's been a pleasant surprise, I think, for sure. But, uh, yeah. Well, it's, not to mention the AHL affiliate. I mean, that, that's that's the dry heat out yeah, there in the desert, right? Yeah. But you're you're pretty you're wearing flip-flops out of the rink either way. Yeah. You're in Atlanta or up in Tucson. Yeah, definitely. So that's been – that weather's been nice for sure. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it, Noah. You stopping by, making the time here this afternoon. We look forward to keeping an eye on you here in Atlanta and hopefully back up in the AHL in Tucson as well. Definitely. I appreciate you having me, and it's been lots of fun. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 42 of the Atlanta Gladiators podcast. Three games this week between the Gladiators and the Florida Everblades. It is going to be a battle here in southwest Florida. And we have all the action for you on Mixler.com and on FlowHockey.tv as well. So definitely tune into the broadcast there. And a reminder, as always, if you're watching on Flow Hockey TV and it's a road game, you can watch the Gladiators feed. There's a home and in a way feed for all of those flow hockey broadcasts. So make sure you're getting the Gladiators friendly broadcast, listening to me uh, on the Gladiators broadcast network. Um, we have the, those games for you on Flow and, and on Mixler as well. If you are listening on Mixler for free, uh, feel free to jump into that chat on Mixler.com and, and uh, 
maybe don't leave a review, I guess, per se, but uh, feel free to chat with, with the other fans or, or maybe leave us a review. Tell us how we're doing. You can drop anything in there that you'd like as long as it's family friendly. We have a great time in that chat throughout the game. And uh, when I'm on the broadcast, I try to interact with the fans and, and with you guys as much as possible. So uh, don't be afraid to chime in on that forum as well. As always, for tickets, you can call the Glass Front Office at 770-497-5100 or visit AtlanticGladiators.com. We'll talk to you next week on the Atlanta Gladiators podcast. Yeah.